0: intelligence has had a dramatic effect on many industries, delighting and terrifying people at its potential in equal measure. So far, AI has mainly shaken up office-based work, being able to, say, draft up a legal contract in seconds, or even write an entire book. However, my next guest, Paul Armstrong, Emerging Technology Advisor, feels that hospitality can also be revolutionised by AI. Paul is the keynote speaker at the Irish Hospitality Perspectives Conference, hosted by Clishter Hospitality at the Convention Centre on october 19th and paul in advance of that joins me now paul good morning good morning now it's not the most obvious sector one thinks of in terms of the application of ai so how do you see it working
1: I think there's a lot of routes that um, hospitality can take. That's the joy of AI. There are lots of elements to sort of look at, if that makes sense, not just the chat GTPs that we're seeing at the moment, which are very, very popular because obviously, as you mentioned, they're saving people time creating documents and things like that. You've got a lot of options with AI, whether it's personalization, so it could help hotels and restaurants sort of better understand customer preferences and habits. You know, you could tailor offerings, therefore potentially making more money and getting more loyalty in the back end. You've got lots of things to do with affiliation efficiency, revenue growth. um, And the one I think most people sort of miss is that enhanced customer service. Often people think that, oh, chatbots and things like that can take away from the customer experience. But actually, a lot of customers can get a lot of the information they do need if it's well done through those methods. Okay. So so so
0: when I get an email, and and I do regularly from Voyage Privé, offering me all sorts of holidays, and it it gives a name, it could be Charlotte or Edward or whoever, I'm probably interacting with a bot who's very polite.
1: Uh, if if it's an email probably not you're you're just you've just been uh, dealt with a bad mail merge if that makes sense so your name has been sort of mistaken um but if you're talking about a chatbot that has a name yes nine times out of ten it's usually a bad one at the moment but they are getting incredibly smart you know people can pick up on intonation that you've put on or a specific combination of words that's the future of where we're sort of going is that enhanced customer service where you can sort of almost build a rapport with customers and it's not to dupe people it's to sort of help them get a better experience at the end of the day
0: Mm-hmm. because you can ring a human and get a terribly rude response. Uh, you know, hold the line, please. I'm busy. Uh, can you hang on there a second? Uh, whereas <laughs> uh, the chatbot will be saying, well, how can we help you? Uh, yeah. When do you, would you like to book? Et Etc. et cetera. Gleaning the same information, but doing it automatically. Now, yeah. uh, you know, I have more kind of maybe practical applications where AI, for example, you've got a very busy bar and they know what happens every Saturday night So closing time is looming and in Ireland, and I'm sure in Britain, the round system still goes. So the barmen would know in advance how many pints to pour coming up to closing time
1: potentially the other thing is obviously you don't have to have just one bartender on if you have a robotic bartender for example they could pour drinks right until the last second legally and obviously as you say it might do a predictive element they might for example send an SMS to people's phones or just ask people uh, you know when they come to the bar next like would you like me to remind you about this when it comes and if so what time and then they get a little invite that way but robotics has a massive opportunity for um, mm-hmm. the hospitality industry I remember when I went to Japan and this was 8, nine, ten years ago and the little robot delivered me um, the little tube of toothpaste. I just felt it just felt right. It, a human shouldn't have to do that sort of stuff. I could have gone downstairs, obviously, but it's just cute to sort of save people time and sort of effort doing that sort of stuff and using robot. robotics in that way. Makes a lot of sense.
0: Now, now, uh, pardon me I'm harking back to uh, drinking, but uh, if you <laughs> are ordering a round of drinks with a credit card, um, the AI could figure out, hang on a second, we've had six rounds of drinks on that credit card and um, one person is clearly drinking rum and coke and another is drinking a pint of Guinness and another is drinking a Negroni and sometimes you know the Negroni's ordered every single round whereas the pint is only ordered every second round I think the person who's drinking Negroni has had enough I'm not serving Negroni's anymore on that round
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, the possibility for that is definitely there. There would have to be some real sort of data permissions given between different people. Um, The argument is, you know, what element of control the AI sort of has over elements of it. Yes, if you give the AI that sort of level of control or you as a uh, a hospitalier give – your ai that sort of instructions then yes it, it could act like that yeah. um
0: you again, know in canada the barmen can be prosecuted and the bar can be closed if you give if serve someone so much, drink, much they yeah. become um, drunk
1: yeah no absolutely and that that is different all over the world for different reasons and i think it's a good uh experiment that they've sort of done and it's worked quite well for them i believe
0: hmm. now um Pricing for gigs, you know, there are weekends in London, in Manchester, in Paris, in Dublin when uh, Coldplay are coming to town Mm -hmm. and therefore rooms will be scarce. So you could have the AI working out how to price rooms in advance. The airline industry do it all the time, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the Marriott um, and places like Intercontinental and Hilton are all doing this already. So, for example, they're using it with personalized offers. So they'll offer you maybe a little bit extra, but also some money off a room if you book an extra night and things like that. So all of those sort of mathematics and sort of um, uh, accessibility elements of it are already being played by the big guns. The smaller players in the um, uh, industry have definitely got to play catch up in that sort of um, realm, I think.
0: Um, in the Manchester Radisson Blue, I was reading they have the virtual concierge Edward by name. Um, presumably, you just get in touch with Edward. I'm not sure whether Edward will supply cocaine or hookers, uh, but anyway, Edward is is there, uh, available to satisfy the whims of most customers. <laughs>
1: Yes, let's assume Edward's a good person for the start because that's how we like to sort of go with technology as being a force for good. Uh, but yeah, the the argument is you can have any chatbot out there and create some of the simplest sort of... Um, uh, what do you call it, things for people to do, all the way down to sort of servicing uh, higher end needs and that sort of stuff. I wouldn't say anyone's doing that services that you've recommended at the moment, but the potential is definitely out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, surveillance systems, and uh, you know, you've got CCTV camera and uh, cameras in cafes, uh, you've got CCTV over tills, <laughs> you've got CCTV in the corridors of hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you don't necessarily have people watching them all the time, and perhaps even people are dozing off while watching them. The Humans, after all, that's what it is to be human. But you could have the the AI checking out all of these things for dodgy behaviour
1: yeah and facial recognition and image recognition already exists in a lot of different places throughout society and in different countries uh, for example you know uh, you can train computers to look for the shape of guns for example and things like that so if you're seeing that sort of stuff your computer will get alerted so computers and sort of surveillance become more of an alert system rather than uh, an overt sort of way of controlling people and that's more positive i think for a lot of people it does sort of get a bit dicey around who is then uh, creating these tools you know what are their ethics around them what did they train their data on I'll give you an example a very simple example that a soap dispenser was created to dispense soap but because um, it has only been trained on white people's hands a black person's hand didn't work and they didn't get any soap now that's not fair that's not right easily fixable but it does uh, going to impact your Yelp score for example if that happened in your hotel so it's about knowing who coded your AI what were their sort of um, reasoning behind it and the limitations uh, and how you can improve it
0: Uh, One of the banes of any hospitality uh, institution is waste. And, uh, you know, they're throwing out food at the end of the day or food at the end of the week uh, looking in the refrigerator and finding that the best before date on meat products and so on has gone. I presume AI uh, could take over a lot of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it could do do a lot of things in that sort of situation. Number one, it would look over a period of time, are we ordering too much in certain parts and then sort of remind people, hey, we we didn't need this for the last six quarters, should we order it for this one? Um, It can keep real-time stock um, levels up to date, so ordering just in time, making sure that that's working with your budgets and not sort of helping you go over budget, but making sure everyone's got what they need when your customers are in the place. Uh, The other one is all to do with sort of predictive maintenance really and sort of figuring out before things break, uh, getting those sort of maintained as well. that can be another area where they save it's all mm-hmm. money and time.
0: Um, everyone who's looking for a job these days knows uh, that it, a lot of it is done remotely. CVs are scanned by AI, one presumes, to find out whether or not you've got the basic minimum qualification to advance to the next round. In hospitality, you're looking maybe for different skills. Could AI help there?
1: Yeah, definitely. It depends how you code uh, and what you're looking for. The majority of jobs at the moment are being actually done through keyword sifting. So it's like what your CV matches their description of the job, if that makes sense. So a lot of people have started Pouring in keywords into that to get through the initial sift, if that makes sense, and then mm. a human will look at like ten or twenty, however many they choose. And that's the issue at the moment is that a lot of people are sort of gaming systems to, you know, to get that sort of attention from people. Not necessarily the right uh, candidates are sort of always getting through, but that's the argument that AI can help you get down to the right sort of people.
0: All right, and you could end up being interviewed by a very human-looking. Robot. I saw a feature recently on television about a girl group, an all-girl group in Korea, uh, who just look like real people. Now, they don't exist, but you can actually be a fan and have a chat with them and so on. And the great thing about them is they're awake 24-7 and they're available to thousands, millions of people simultaneously.
1: Yeah, what you're talking about there is called avatar sort of culture that's sort of rising. There's a lot of that happening in uh, Japan, China, and that sort of thing. There are a lot of lonelier people over there for very different sort of reasons. One gentleman has married uh, a hologram, for example, legally, and um, unfortunately she then passed away because nobody updated her software so you're starting to see all these other issues sort of come through but um yeah it's it's a real sort of interesting area where you come through and you could be potentially uh, interviewed mm. by an avatar
0: i suppose the difference in this case he was widowed by a hologram who passed away they could always resurrect the hologram which uh, you can't do for the the normal d- dead and departed
1: that is true. Although there is a lot of people getting very excited in the AR community about sort of extending life through mimicking voices, creating what they call large language models for people. So you sort of can recreate their neural, the brain, essentially, in the cloud and then sort of have them answer questions and give advice and things uh-huh. like that. It's it a very interesting sort of area.
0: Yeah. The, the idea is that your great, great, great grandchildren who could never know you, given the normal lifespan, could actually sit down and have a chat with you
1: exactly hear the stories hear your sort of points of view on things and sort of get some learnings as well and hand down the knowledge as it were you know as we used to do around campfires but you know that was only one generation now it could be a hundred
0: dear oh dear oh dear I'm not sure I'm ready for that it's very interesting Paul thank you very much for joining us Paul Armstrong is a technology expert and founder of the TBD group and he is the keynote speaker at the Irish Hospitality Perspectives Conference hosted by Klishta Hospitality at the Convention Centre on October the 19th